last time on Taverns and Caverns. We find ourselves in the nation of Bracana, in the port city of Naltek. We center in on our group, Dank Mimios, a goblin from Osia, Rigo Diedri, a human warlock, Spitfire, a fire Ganazi with a sordid pass, and Ishkabibble Bogenheim, a gnome wizard. They find themselves in the DFF, Dragonborn's flatulent friend, a bar set up as a meeting place from a benefactor named Damascus, a large silver-skinned dragonborn, and his first mate, Archibald. After drinks and promises of fortune found in faraway lands, they agree to traveling to the mysterious Formian Isle. Upon arriving to the ship, they are met with some seedy sailors, and they get the chance to board the magnificent SS Bainbright, an incredibly fast galleon set up for an incredibly long trip. While the group converse with many of the crew, the smaller members, Dank and Ishkabibble, find themselves curious to know more about the mysterious Damascus and what lies in his chambers. With that, it leads us to the beginning of Side Stories Episode 8, Journey to the Formian Isle, Part 2. Ishkabibble turns around and looks at Dank and smiles so big you can see his goat tooth and puts two thumbs up. And he keeps going. Uh, what's Dank doing? Dank looks up at the sailor or whoever was speaking to him. What do you mean I can't go? <laughs> you can't be going down there. No what? one's allowed down there. I am. I'm Dank. Dank Mimio. I, I, I be knowing who you are, but you're not allowed down there. Why not? Because it's the captain's quarters only. Ooh, how do I become captain? <laughs> that be mutinous talk there, Dank. What's mutinous mean? It means betraying your captain, and that can get you ten steps off a long plank into the waters. I don't below. want to. I don't want to betray my captain. I don't have a captain. I want to be captain. Then you be staying on this ship and you come back alive and see if you got enough money to buy yourself a crew and a ship. Mm, does my crew have to be all people? Can they be all animals like gorillas and wolves? The and sailor just kind of looks at you really oddly and you see he just shuts the doorway that leads down. Of course, Ishka Bibble has already made his way past that and he l- locks it with this big, uh, big key and he just looks at you and just goes, well, I've never heard of the SS Doolittle, but I don't know if that be working. And you see, at that point, the sailor just kind of walks around you at this point, uh, key in hand, um, as he begins to go by. Uh, when he has the key in his hand, you see it is hanging off of a key rink. Go ahead and make me a perception check real quick. Man, it's fucking sleight of hand, that shit. Yeah, as I was thinking. You can see that the key ring is only held to his belt loop and it has a large gap on it. You could potentially make a sleight of hand check to be able to pull it off. Let's do that. I will make a sleight of hand. You're able to get it off. You, you're able to kind of uh, take one of your uh, twigs you use to pick at your teeth and catch the loop of it and pop it off as he walks away. And uh, the doorway is clear. There are no sailors there, but you do see at the two tables, Spitfire and Rigoro are still there kind of uh, sitting uh, with those two after that conversation. Their eyes have trailed towards you a bit. Dank just shrugs and he 
goes past the door and shuts it. <laughs> Rigoro and Spitfire, what are you doing? We just, well, I'm just sharpening their uh, broken ass scimitars. You got a lot of work ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing what I can, and then I'm going to go uh, go back to a hammock and just chill. Okay, Rigoro? Rigoro is going to continue reading his book. Whatever he does is not none of his business. Well, then at that point, you two, uh, busy with your activities, uh, you see uh, at that point, Dank makes his way through the doorway, closing it shut behind him. Um, he catches up to Ishkabibble, who has uh, been met with the doorway into the captain's quarters, and you just kind of catch him just before he's about to start walking into the quarters. Wait, how'd you get back here? Not that I'm complaining, I'm just impressed. Hey, I took his keys, just like the picnic baskets. <laughs> I underestimated you. We make a good team. That's right. Mm, now let's see what's in here. All right, let's see what these fucks are up to. I may be a, I may be a druid, but I'm still a goblin at art. <laughs> I want to see what's in here. Okay. So the both of you, with your natural want to be a little bit inquisitive, you do get the doorway open. That key seems to work... Uh, for the captain's study. His bedroom, though, uh, seems to have this golden lock on it that, uh, best as you can tell from just a a cursory look, it is clearly magical. Uh, But his study, you can use the same key, and that key seems to work to open the study up. And it is very clean inside. Uh, Definitely made for someone as big as Damascus. Uh, So... As for seats and everything, they're a little high up for the both of you. But there's a large bookcase, and there are several scrolls uh, that are put with uh, iron tips at the ends of them that kind of hold them in place. Um, I'd like you both to go ahead and make me investigation checks as you're digging in a little bit here. Okay, so we're going to start with Dank, uh, because Dank rolled an 11. Dank, you find on uh, on the bookcase, there's actually uh, several books that have uh, these pieces of plant life sticking out of them. I'd like you to go ahead and make me a nature check real quick. Ooh, plant life. Let's see what's in here. What is it? I don't know. Best as you can tell, because uh, Dank did get an eight. Uh Best as you can tell, they look like maybe seaweed or something along those lines, Uh, kanbu or something. As you take a look, they definitely smell of the sea when you kind of take the book out and you smell them. Uh, There's almost something a little savory and makes you kind of a little, it almost smells like you want to eat it uh, when you smell that piece of uh, of kelp. Uh, But the book... The book has a spine that looks like it's been read quite a bit. Do you want to take a look inside? Yes. I'll take a can, look. Can, can Dank read Common? Yes, he can, actually. Okay. So Dank, upon opening it up, um, he sees text and images, but it's all handwritten. It looks like it's handwritten uh, to the best of you can, you can tell uh, by someone with a very large pencil. Uh, just, it, it doesn't look very, uh, uniform. It looks like it's being used almost with like, imagine somebody writing a book with a crayon. Okay. Um, it's very clean and literate, but it's very large lettering. Um, it doesn't take a lot to guess that this is probably Damascus cataloging it. What, what you can tell is these are his journals. Um, 
And upon looking in one of them, he talks about uh, avoiding uh, a beach, uh, a beach and avoiding a thing called Shargon's teeth. Um, you're not quite sure what Shargon's teeth are. You've never heard of that in your entire life. Um, but you can't understand why anybody would ever want to avoid a beach. What is that? Mm. It's a, look like a He's got a diary? What a girl. Give me this. Yeah. <laughs> talking about avoiding some What's beaches? beaches. Who wants to avoid it? He's right, a killjoy. Exactly. I don't know if I like him. I don't know either. This book's boring. Let's put it um, As you put the, that uh, book away, um, as you were closing it, one thing s- did kind of snap to you. It's not, it's not Shargon's teeth. It's Shagrazar's teeth. It, something about the lettering is a little bit different. Almost like while it's common, it's, it's kind of a blended common, almost like an off-common talk, almost like slang. Um, but it is very clear that that was one that was very important to avoid. But as you put that book away, are you taking a look at anything else on the bookcase? Okay. Yes. With your 11, you were able to see on that bookcase that there's also, uh, some pieces of bone that have been fashioned into bookends. And those pieces of bone, uh, as best you can tell they're fish bones, uh, but they're so large that they don't have like a fish head or anything uniform about it. It looks like maybe the ribs or the pin bones pulled from a very large fish uh, have been fashioned into bookends. Um, Upon a closer inspection, I'll have you do me another nature check as you look at those. All right. Second. Fire. Those aren't fish bones. Best as you can tell, those came from some kind of a monstrous race that was seafaring. The bones are light, but they're incredibly durable. Um, just upon initial inspection. You're not sure what the animal yeah. or the creature was that they were a part of, but it could not have been just some regular pile of fish. It has to have been something that had bones maybe similar to a shark. Dank like takes the bone part and he kind of puts up to his mouth and his nose and he sniffs a little bit. And then he like licks it a little it bit. It stings with his tongue. your tongue a bit. Oh! These are normal fish bones, man. Don't put your tongue uh, on it. I didn't think I was going to, but I'm glad you had that covered for the both of us. Yeah, it's, it doesn't taste good. It's not fish. It's like monster or something. I don't trust it. I'm putting it back. Man, why is this room locked anyway? There's nothing in here. Boring. Right, there's nothing special about here. Do I see anything different since I rode higher? Hmm, so... Now that Dank has looked a little bit, Ishkabibble, instead of going directly to the bookcase, was more drawn to the table where there's these scrolls. Um, you figure out the, the way that the scrolls work relatively easily. You pull the two ends uh, apart, and the scroll seems to kind of unfurl very naturally for you to a full, uh, full look. The tapestry that Damascus showed you before was for lack of a better term, small in comparison to what the real picture of this island and you're thinking kind of in a sarcastic tone. This is not an island. This is almost another continent. Um, But there's no specific markings on the island itself. Um, It's actually more in the shape. It almost looks like an ant's head is what it looks like. And you see down at the very bottom of it, written inside of a ribbon, uh, it says, Formorian Isles. Hmm. What does 
mean? You know what this means? Uh, you come over and, uh, Dink, go ahead and make me, I think this would be more of a history at this point. Go ahead and make me a history check. All right. One second. Here it is. You know of a Fomorian. Uh, so those are best as you can remember. In some of the places in Ozia, in some of the deep portion of the forest, there are these actually very good natured uh, ant-like people uh, that are well known for creating these large mounds um, that go deep underneath the earth and they do most of their trade from that. But for lack of a better purpose, they're ant people. And this island's image, its head, looks very similar to the head of a Fomorian. What is it? Um, the head of something. Uh, I don't remember. Fomor something. Kind of looks like a bug. Hmm. This isn't exactly what he said, though. I wonder why he wouldn't tell us how big it is. Not that it matters. Maybe he thinks we're too fucking small. Maybe. Or maybe he thinks we're stupid. I think we should go back before they catch us. Hmm. Um, okay. But there's nothing else good in here. I was expecting, like, a banana or, you know, coconut or something. I was hoping for a dope-ass weapon. Some money. Something. Mm. What, are you, what are you doing to the scroll that just unfurled in front of you? Do you think we should show this to the others? They're kind of smart, right? Especially that quiet one, reading all that, the time. Maybe that riggy diggy guy might know. All right, fine. Riggy diggy. We can be quiet and sneaky about it. The captain doesn't have to know. <laughs> okay, let's so, go. Um, so is Ishka Bibble grabbing the scroll at that point? Yeah, I'm going to try to kind of stuff it in my vest. As... Ishkabibble moves to grab a hold of the scroll itself. Um, the room gets much colder, almost to the point where you can see your breath. This goes for Dank as well. And you see the scroll begins to kind of whip in your hands as if you're holding it in a windstorm. The books on the shelf begin to open up and flicker a touch. And with this kind of loud... You see the images of this island unfurls a little bit more and the color begins to come back to it now that you've placed two hands on the actual scripting of it. It's what the fuck? Whoa, my balloons, honey nuts. Um, as you all are kind of blown uh, almost to the doorway with the scroll in hand, you see a color begins to return to a portion of the aisles. And up at the very top piece of this map, you see the part that would look like the antenna of the Formian. You instead see it looks like a large extending beach line and inside of the bay of that beach area are these large what you can basically tell are, they look like jagged edges coming out of the water and very clearly in script that shows up in golden lettering Shagrazard's teeth. Oh, shit. At that point, the scroll springs from your hand. It rolls back up. The two ends come off of the table, sealing it back into place, and a red ribbon reappears on the edge of it and wraps around it and ties into a bow. At that point, you hear some shuffling not far away from the doorway. Um, are you both still attempting to leave? Yes. 
Okay, I've heard about crazy scrolls before, but I ain't fucking with that. No, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. We're going to tell Riddick Diggy what happened. Huh? Let's go make another stealth check. All right. He always rolling fire with his little ass. Y'all are <laughs> stealthy as fuck. Um, as you all open the door and you close it, um, remember it was locked. You're smart enough. I'll go ahead and say because you're being so stealthy, you do remember to relock the door. Are you still taking the scroll with you? Nope. The scroll? <laughs> well, Dank, do you want it? No, hell no. The both of you <laughs> place the scroll back on top of the uh, chest, uh, on top of the desk area. As you take the scroll then at that point, and place it back and you get the door locked, you're able to scurry underneath what you would consider kind of like a, a meeting room uh, table. And you see Damascus comes down to that doorway and you're able to slip back out the door where it was. Damascus does make a quick, uh, a, a quick perception and he scans the area but doesn't quite see you both just as you leave out. So you were able to escape with no one seeing you at this time. That was close. Oh, oh man. Should we tell the others? Yeah, we should tell Riggy Diggy and Spit Man. Okay. Hey. Uh, uh, hey. Riggy Diggy. Uh, Riggy is the name, but yes. Yeah, Riggy Diggy, that's what I said. Go on. <laughs> we found something crazy. We thought you might be interested. You look like a nerd type. Yeah, I, I wouldn't quite say that, but what did you find? If it's interesting, I might want to know. Well, it just looked like a scroll at first until I picked it up. Um, it definitely started to shake. Tech started to appear, and it almost looked like a bug's head. Uh, it's a much bigger area than the mask has told us it was, and that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, what he said. What Ishkabibble said. A much bigger area than what he be your today. Make me a perception check real quick, Spitfire. Oh, yeah. Dost it. You do not hear the conversation going on. Hmm. I don't know what to think about this. You said the scroll, uh, things started to shake. Uh, what else happened when you touched the scroll? The room got really cold. Did it get cold out here? Did you feel the temp drop? You did not. Uh, no, not to my knowledge. It may have just had a had a spell imbued in it. Yeah, so. it had to be magic. Yeah, I, definitely. Hmm. Yeah. And he kept it in that locked room, and he he made sure no one went in there. I feel like if we confront him head on about it, he's not going to be honest. I mean, you shouldn't have been in that room in the first place, so... I didn't have to talk to you. Why not? I'm captain. <laughs> Do you know what a captain is? No. Make another perception check for me, Spitfire. Alright. <laughs> it's just getting lower. <laughs> he rolled a three. He's breathing hard. Uh, at this point, you're kind of feeling like you might drift off to sleep. Uh, you're very comfortable. Yep. I'm, I'm a captain. That's what I am. I'm allowed in there. Yeah, how do you think you got the keys? That's right. I forget you. You're too good. I'm going to talk to that that guy who needs a rocking chair. Spit man. Um, with that being said, uh, Ishkabibble kind of wanders around to where Spitfire is at. Spitfire. Oh, hey. What can I help you with? Um, have you ever... He starts looking down, twiddling his fingers. 
seeing a scroll or touched a scroll that made the room cold and the wind blow when you picked it up? I want you to make a history check for me. Damn. Uh, you can't say that I have. Yeah, definitely never have come across that, but something that did resonate with you is the room going cold. That reminds you of the night that you would prefer to forget. Uh-huh. It was just so weird. We could see our breath and everything, but when I dropped it, it was nothing. Uh, I gotta say, uh, I'm not entirely too comfortable by a room going cold like that so suddenly. Same, same. He starts rubbing his beard. I mean, I'm no detective, but I like to think my gut doesn't fail me and something feels a little off. There was nothing naturistic about that. Not cool, man. I mean, yeah, definitely something's off, but I think we should go along with the captain's plan until we uh, find out a little bit more information. Yeah, we don't really have a choice. We're already out in the middle of nowhere. We just got to keep watching our backs, man. Are we all in on that? Can we make a pact? Uh, yeah, sure. No problem. A pact it is. Cool, cool. I I don't know. I just feel like they're super close and they're really knowledgeable and they know everything and we know nothing. And I don't like that. With that being the case, as you all are talking, none of you have the passive perception to pick up on someone who is clearly trying to walk up on you without sound. And appearing to the back of Ishkabibble as he is in the midst of talking this, you see the very large form of Damascus roll forward and place his hands onto the table to the sides of each ear of Ishkabibble. Ishkabibble, cool as a fan. (laughs) Sup? (laughs) Ah, so you've been looking about, have you? Who said that? I mean, yeah, it's a big ship. Gotta look around. Mm. When you looked around, did you find anything interesting? Uh, the fruit could be a little fresher, but no, not Make really. me a deception check. <laughs> he picks up on it. Mm. You know, I knew I brought you along for a reason. The inquisitive nature, how small you are, the places you could potentially get into, sometimes without your own knowledge, knowing well enough to leave some things alone. And I could smell dank in my quarters. Excuse me? Clean teeth and all do not cover up blatant B.O. Oh, I wouldn't take that if I was you. I'm not dank. I'm captain. (laughs) Mm. Well, I'm captain as well. Nice to meet you. Let us have a parlay then. You all want to know more, yes? Yes. Oh, rightly so. For sake of uh, the discussion, leaving this open for Rigoro, Spitfire, Ishkabibble, and of course Dank, um, you have technically been out to sea just for the sake of uh, this being expedited somewhat with clear sailing and, and speedy sailing. You've actually been out for several weeks. So this is the first time in some of the, the traveling uh, that you have done where you finally started to kind of reach out a little bit more. And this is the first time kind of uncovering this. And Damascus leans in and his voice almost seems to alter a little bit. Where we're going is the Formian Isle. 
Yeah, I picked up on that. What you looked at was my personal map. Yeah, I saw your diary, too. <laughs> mm. I ain't read it, though. I ain't read it. I appreciate your honesty now, Ishkabibble. Where we're traveling to, it is a little bit dangerous. The places that I would prefer to avoid would be the beaches. I would rather find our way through the storm and get back to Yumora. But if we get into the storm and we end there, well, it has been a pleasure. So why'd you hide it from us? What, you think we couldn't handle it or something? We knew it'd be dangerous. You see Damascus kind of stands up at this point. Upon arriving in Naltec, I talked about traveling back here. I have been obsessed with getting back to the Formian Isles. I will tell you now, to be frank, anyone I've told up until this point about this, anyone I've shown my journals, none of them have been too keen on what I have given them. For lack of a better term, I was called a liar. As if these isles that have been spoken about in legend didn't truly exist. So I put together this whole thing so that we could get together a crew skilled enough to be able to take us there. Through a little bit of deceit. But you all know the truth now. It's not just Yumora. We're heading to a subcontinent. One that people like you have never been to. And there are places we should avoid. I will do my best to protect you, but if there are more questions for all of you, for me, you take them up with me. You don't need to go into my quarters. You may find more there than you can tolerate. What other questions do you for have for Damascus? What's wrong with the beaches? You said something was wrong with going to the beach. To land. They're, o- they're overrun. With what? Some of you have already said you have run into them before. Sahagwin. My oh my. That don't sound pretty. <laughs> These aren't regular Sahagwin. These aren't the ones you tiristers know about. These the hell's are- wrong with them? These are those who pray to that of the deep. Go on. These are those who fear the fall of the meteor. These are those who speak a language older than the Formian Isle itself. We do not want to see, run into them. We want to avoid them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've lost plenty of good crew to their raids. And they always seem to bring my crew back. Not in a way I would ever want to see them again. Hmm. I can't say my sword doesn't want to, doesn't thirst to eradicate all of them. Well, your sword, I hope, will have enough thirst to be able to encompass it if we do encounter that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go to Rigoro at this point. Rigoro, um, I'd like you to go ahead and make me an insight. Okay, so that was with advantage. So we're going to go ahead and take your eight. Best as you can tell, um, when you first met Damascus, he very clearly had the accent 
of the Dragonborn of Bracana. It was a very clear. It's definitely that people's accent. That accent is slowly beginning to deteriorate a little bit. Um, You're picking up on notes that just do not sound innately like someone who is from Bracana. Now you said the Sahagwin. They serve or pray to the ones of the deep. What did you mean by that? As you say that, uh, again, you still feel that same kind of crawling uh, feel kind of go over your back. Mm. We need to know. Have him tell us the name. We need to know. Would you be able to give me any names? You kind of hear Rugro in a somewhat trance-like state as he says that. Um, when that kind of rolls over, Damascus doesn't pick up on anything. He didn't hear that. No one was able to hear that. That was an internal piece for you. But yeah. Damascus does pick up something from just looking at you. Um, he He's not quite able to tell, but it's definitely, he senses that your dialogue got very pointed all of a sudden. And we we do not talk about the thing they pray to. It is of the deep. It is best as I can remember. We always called it Shagrazad. Is it like a power source for them or something? I mean, it wouldn't hurt to know about it, learn about it, right? Should we encounter it? Best as I can tell you, it is their god. But I don't know enough about it. It is something that I have always strove to avoid. Does this guy deal in possessions by any chance? You see Damascus kind of eyes get wide and he's got very deep yellow eyes with the single slit in the middle. I have heard of something of that caliber before, yes. Many of my crew walked right off of the ship into the sea, into open mouths of sharks waiting to rip them apart. So, how confident are you that we'll be able to actually avoid this and not get ambushed? I mean, we should prepare for the worst, right? Because I've got more adventures to go on after this. I can't die here. Damascus kind of reaches down and he gives you a little pat on your back. That's why you all are here. You all are formidable. Archibald did a lot of review before bringing in Spitfire and Rigoro and the other two of you. You came here asking. That seems almost like Yumora herself called out for you to join. So I feel good about having you all. I feel like this was meant to be. Hmm. But I promise you, I will keep you all safe. At least if you are in my ship, I will not allow this to steer away from our goal. Hmm. Oh, you see a Spitfire just clenching his hand clenching the fist just hard enough to almost bleed, but he kind of lets it go so uh, before people can notice. Yep. Damascus does notice. <laughs> Where's the other guy? Taking a nap or something? Archibald is up on the top decks. He is doing everything he can to keep us righted before it starts to become twilight. Uh, we need to make as much ground as possible. We are roughly about a day and a half out from the edge of the great storm. 
Man, where did the time go? <laughs> that means we need to prepare. Oh, yes. While I told you you will be safe while you are on this ship, friends, I cannot speak for if you fall off. So make sure you are prepared. Uh, with that, Damascus kind of stands straight up now. He's moved away from Ishkabibble. And he looks over at all of you. My book is open. Ask me questions whenever you need. And with that, Damascus begins to kind of walk back out up the stairwell and back out to the top portion of the deck. Did you guys believe him? Uh, I wasn't paying that much attention. I kind of dozed off a little bit. Uh, I believe him. I don't think he has any reason to lie to us, at least about this. Zuzigaro is just contemplating some of the things he says. It's not speaking up at the moment. I see we rest up before this storm arrives. Sounds good, but I got my eye on him. Yeah, yeah, me too. No, you don't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, if you would, I'm going to take my leave. He's just going to slowly walk back to his bunk, his hammock. Ishkabibble is not too far behind. Taking small but quick steps. Yeah, bed sounds good right now. I'm pretty sleepy. See you later, Riggadiggy. <laughs> so, as all of you wander back to your bunk areas to kind of rest up, uh, you can tell it's night. There are some port uh, holes that are on the side of the ship that have been sealed with uh, iron and, and bolted, and they have glass kind of uh, put there so that you can see out, and you see some of the rolling of the waves at times. Um, you can tell it's starting to become closer to dark um, and with it becoming closer to dark you, you are all feeling closer to a need of rest um, all of you I would like you all uh, to go ahead and make me a dexterity save oh boy that's right I could use my uh, my item. my uh, stone of good luck I'm gonna add a plus one to this <laughs> a nine <Weak. laughs> Okay, so um, out of your sleep, Dank and Rigoro, you're able to get your feet right away out of your, uh, your hammocks, and you fall to the ground awake. Ishkabibble, as well as Spitfire, you're both uh, tossed from your bunks, and you land uh, kind of on your backs. You both take one point of damage uh, from this. As you feel, the ship itself has gone from... Uh, what was a nice even keel with some waves washing over it to what feels like you've come aground against a ship or against another stone. Something has hit you. Um, with the both of you taking that one point of damage, you are jarred awake. Uh, you are prone but able to get to your feet and you hear the clamoring and clanging of swords. Um, what are you doing? Everyone, grab y'all's weapons. It's action upstairs. <laughs> Ishkabibble uh, flails his left leg to the left and his right leg to the left and kind of spin a Rooney's up onto his feet. <sighs> he grabs his uh, quarterstaff that was next to his hammock and he starts to walk toward where he's hearing the noises. All right, so uh, as you are doing that, uh, what I'm going to have everyone do at this point is to roll initiative for me. All right. Uh -huh. Tr trash. 
<laughs> I'm old and slow. Nice. 21. Okay. Can everyone see your turn order at this point? Yes, I can. Okay. So at this point, it looks like going first is going to be Dank. Uh, following up, Dank will be Rigoro. Below, uh, below uh, Rigoro will be Ishkabibble. Then it will be uh, some individuals. And then it will be Spitfire. Um, with that being the case, I'm going to go ahead and say all of you are able to make it upstairs because that's what you all were looking to accomplish, correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, as for just the turn order, uh, I'm going to go ahead and put Dank in the front. Uh, Dank, which side were you going to exit out of? Were you going to go uh, to the stairwell that was nearest to you or over onto Spitfire side? Nearest to me. Okay. So as you come up and... Uh, next to you will be Ishkabibble. Um, Rigoro and Spitfire, you're both on the same side. Are you going to take the same set of stairs? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, Rigoro, you will be out first, and then behind you will be Spitfire. Uh, what you see at this point is you see uh, Damascus as well as Archibald up on the bow, uh, the very uh, back end of the ship. Um, they are currently being assailed by a few uh, individuals who might look familiar to you. Before we start this, I want everyone to go ahead and make me a perception roll. Oh, I'm rolling like oh. trash. Oh, two. Oh, no. No. You hear? Well, okay, okay. Okay. So, with that being the case, um, what has happened here? Are some individuals are now showing up. Uh, bear with me a second here as I show you these individuals. As our group finds their way to the top deck, they see Damascus, they see Archibald, currently with their blades drawn, doing battle with some members who have appeared out of nowhere. You see a ship has run a right into the uh, side of our vessel and it has caused us to halt with these large uh, punji like sticks that have stuck into the side of the top portion of the hull. Uh, the people who have spilled out onto it have killed some of the sailors who are already on the top decks handling some of the night portion. You see a few bodies laying about underneath some of the ballistas, but uh, others are battling them uh, up towards the area in the back of the ship near where Archibald and Damascus are. Um, I'd like everyone, uh, actually everyone who made the perception roll, specifically Dank and Ishkabibble, you're able to see these people look familiar. They're the group of people who chose not to come with us, who have now waylaid them. Um, they have their own ship, um, and on that ship, specifically Ishkabibble with a Nat 20 is able to tell, uh, the ship is currently flying the skull and crossbones. They are being attacked by a pirate vessel. Um, up at the very top, Dank and Ishkabibble can clearly see there is a larger member up at the top fighting with a few of their uh, different 
members and that larger member very clearly looks like the bugbear that they were talking to that was all tattooed and shaven uh, that had left off in a in a, a bit of a, a, a scruff. Yeah, he was talking that it. shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Came back with a bone to pick. Right. With that being the case, we're going to go ahead and start from the top. Dank, what are you doing? Dank's looking around and he's seeing these pirates attacking the ship and he just shakes his head. Fishka, baby! Yeah? These punks want to attack a ship. They're going to try to take our fruit. That's not cool. We have to yeah. start. Hey, what's huh? a cool trick? Watch this. Dank is going to run a little upwards near the stairs going up that are close to him. And he's going to use his bonus action and he's going to pull out some stones or some pebbles out of his pouch, about three of them. And he's going to use a bonus action called Magic Stone, which imbues these pebbles with magic attributes to get to provide them with more damage. And on Dank's body, he has a quarterstaff on his back with a little sling. He takes out his sling. Watch this! I'm going to try and poke that one's eye out in front of us. And he takes the Magic Stone or the pebble in his hand, puts into the sling, and he fires it at the pirate right in front of him. That's about 15 feet away. So, 13. You will hit. All right. So he does six or six damage. All right. Um, you let loose uh, a stone that seems to kind of spark as it's going through the air. And as it does, it does collect right into the throat of the uh, pirate directly in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get off my fruit, punk. (laughs) They fucked up my dream. Rock and Sock, whatever their name is, they were actually hot in my fucking dream. And I woke up. (laughs) Somebody's going to fucking pay for that. All right. That's my turn. All right, next is going to be Rigoro. I do not appreciate being invaded by pirates on our journey when we just started it not too long ago. A few weeks, but not long. Rigoro is going to go over and attack the guy on the south end of the ship. Uh, Eldritch Blast. (laughs) This one here? Yeah. That nuffy brain shit. Weak. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh. Ooh. As your Eldritch Blast leaves your fingertips, what do your Eldritch Blasts look like? Uh, my Eldritch Blasts look more like a water stream than anything, or like more like a magical-based water. Okay. Um, as the stream of water leaps from your hands, it goes spiraling past and kind of bounces off of the ballista just to the left of the pirate. The pirate kind of narrows his vision Y'all be cutting you loose. Uh, right. I'm not done yet. Uh, as a bonus action, let's see. I'm going to summon, let's see, a spectral tentacle uh, right next to the enemy. Okay. Uh, it's a 10-foot-long tentacle that I can summon within 60 feet of me. Uh, it makes a, oops, a melee smoke. Okay, the entire description is there. It'll make a spell attack against the enemy, uh, and I rolled like crap. It's okay. I'm 
do this to kind of signify your tentacle. There we go. And it tried to do a grapple. Um, you'll see the tentacle kind of reaches out to try and strike at the individual you just threw that at. And uh, he is just very lithe. He's able to kind of spring away from it. Well, well, some quick feet don't you have there. I'll be showing you what these quick feet can do to you. <laughs> uh, our next up is going to be Ishka Bibble. Ishka Bibble, what are you doing? All right, so the one that Dank just tried to put his eye out. Ishka Bibble is still laughing at this man. And he extends his small but thick hand forward. And he casts Poison Spray. And uh, the creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 1d12 poison damage. It does succeed. Bitch. Yar! What be you covering me with? Shit. Um, as a bonus action, I'm gonna move a little bit to the left, probably just five feet. Yeah. Because I don't know how he's gonna retaliate. That'll end my turn, I guess. Okay. With that being the case, our next on the order is our pirates. And uh, first things first, you do see uh, one kind of jumps off of the top of the very bow of the ship and comes up to uh, meet Rigoro, who he could clearly see from the top, as well as the one that got hit in the throat runs up to Dank. Oh, hell no, you don't. The one that uh, was being grappled, uh, attempted to be grappled by a tentacle that appeared out of nowhere, comes running up to meet Rigoro. We then have our two in the back kind of move and they begin to take aim. And then up at the top of the bow, you can't quite see, but there is definitely a large battle ensuing. Um, we're going to start with Dank. Uh, the pirate here uh, levels his uh, really old scimitar at you and then takes a chop trying to swing for your throat he rolls a five as he goes swinging his sword it kind of sticks in the stairs between your feet as he holds his throat I won't be missing you again the next time so I drew McIntyre the one that landed in between Spitfire and Rigoro is going to take a dagger out and he throws it at Rigoro at this point. He rolls a 12. What is Rigoro's AC? Rigoro's AC is a 15. Uh, the, you're able to kind of position your hand in a way that you just kind of knock it away before it reaches you. Oh, you're a quick one, used to the sea. We'll see how well you stand when you be drowning in it. I've experienced uh, that before. It's not going to happen again. And as you kind of say that quit back, the other one comes up with, best as you can tell, he has a rapier. And that rapier comes careening towards you. And he makes his roll against you. And he just narrowly misses you. All right. The two that are in the back, they do have these uh, crossbows trained. One of them is on Spitfire, and the other one is on Dank. So uh, we'll roll for the one for Dank first. Okay. That is an 18 to hit. hit Dank. No, Dank the, memes. The, the, <laughs> dam the, 
Dank does get a hit uh, in the shoulder with a crossbow bolt for seven points of damage. All right. Ah! Ah! The other one that is trained on Spitfire, uh, as he sees he was the last one to kind of come up, shoots his crossbow at him for an 11. Miss. Nice try, boy. But you'll be getting yours. Okay. Uh, With that uh, going on, the pirate's turn has ended, and we are now to Spitfire. Spitfire, what are you doing? Spitfire looks at the guy in front of him. His back is turned. Now, I was always told you never turn your back on a warrior during a battle. He draws a sigil in, in the air and slides his hand down his blade, causing uh, causing blood to show. He takes two damage, but you see his sword burst into uh, imbuement of lightning. I'm using Crimson Right Thunder. And he's going to move up behind him. He's going to go for that, uh, that good old good old. Trash rolls. As you, uh, you you swing your mighty uh, blade, it, it's so powerful in your hand that the blood that you use to kind of enact this causes the hilt to slide a little bit in hand, and it just lands just to the right side of the pirate who looks at you now. Uh, I would have given you advantage on this, and your advantage roll wouldn't have hit, so it's okay. Uh, you just narrowly miss him. You are you be coming out of everywhere. <laughs> All right. That's, that's it for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, we go back to the top of the round, and it is Dank's turn. All right. Dank with the pirate right in his face. He looks up at him. You know what? Enough with the pebbles. I'm going to turn into something. I'm going to chew you out, bro. <laughs> Transform into Wolfman. Yeah. And Dank is going to use his bonus action to transform into a dire wolf. Damn. So he becomes a medium-sized, or I think a large-sized, I'm sorry. Large-sized dire wolf. And I'm just going to do this. Eddie R has entered the chat. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Eddie R is here. And Dank now looking down at the pirate in his large wolf form. Dank still has his little leather helmet on his wolf head with the antler. So he's a wolf with antlers now. And he just looks down at the pirate. And he bites down at the pirate with his fangs, meaning to tear his flesh from his bones. That will hit. All right. Dank does 13 piercing damage. Nice. Ishka Bubble has stars in his eyes. This is the coolest Dank has looked ever. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, you have rendered this uh, pirate significantly. He is bleeding all over your teeth that you have ripped into him by. Uh, does he need to make the strength saving yes. throw? Yes, okay. he does. He is going to make his strength saving throw now. He failed. He is prone. Yep. Dank just looks down at him and snarls out again, unable to really speak common anymore now that he's a wolf. But the snarl he has, he just stares at the pirate's face that's now on his back. And that ends going to be my turn. All right. So uh, we are now going to go to Rigoro. Let's try this again. Eldritch Blast. <laughs> I got a stream of water. Goes towards the, uh, 
guy in f to the left of Rira. Hey. That time. Uh, it hits him dead center, center mass, right in his chest uh, for 13 points of damage. Wow. Are you like that one? But I'm not done yet. Uh, Rigro uses his bonus action to move the tentacle uh, right behind <clears throat> the pirates. Mm -hmm. And then the tentacle slams down on his head. Nice. All right, go ahead and deal your damage. Uh, what type is it? Uh, I'm going to choose cold. Um, as it comes careening down onto the top of its head, um, it just kind of knocks him a little bit loose. What be that from the depths? He is still up, but he has been injured severely. Uh, his speed is reduced by 10 until the start of my next turn. All right. Uh, next is going to be Ishkabibble. All right, so Ishkabibble, uh, he cannot be shown up by the other small person in the party. His hand extends, and he casts magic missiles. Um, so three very long, bright purple uh, missiles appear in front of him floating. And I want to aim them at three different targets. Okay. Okay. So, they all deal 1d4 damage, correct? Um, on a hit, a missile deals 2d4 damage to its target. Oof. All right. So, let's go ahead and do this. So, you're rolling three of them. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll roll them one by one because mm -hmm. you do get the uh, benefit on each one. So, which pirates are you targeting? Okay. So, the one that is... Right here. This one? Yes, and the one that uh, Rigoro just hit with the tentacle. Mm-hmm. And then the one straight behind that one on the same side. This one? Correct. Okay. So uh, with magic missiles, uh, magic missiles do not miss. They are force-derived, so they strike into those individuals unless they have something that re reverts it. So I'm going to roll our first magic missile. You dealt two to this one here. Okay. And the one that Spitfire is fighting. You dealt to the one that uh, Rigoro was fighting. You dealt him four. Uh, how are you killing this one? I thought it was 2d4 damage. It is 2d4. I'm oh. not rolling it appropriately. Okay. But even still. How are you killing this one? Uh, I'm trying to shoot it straight in the forehead. So you see your purple colored uh, magic missile springs forward and it hits this pirate so hard in the head that you just see it goes through between its eyes and out the back of its head. He is dead. That is what right. you get for attempting to attack me. I like the grapes. All right. And then uh, just the additional damage to the first one. There we go. You got an additional two. Okay, and the one behind is going to take four total damage. So these all find their purchase. They all hit how you're looking for them to hit, and they all kind of hit them in the face, which is uh, very rude. <laughs> oh, my eyes! There's <laughs> more that came from, bastard. Um, dank, or 
yeah, still being large and in charge as a bonus action, I'd like to move behind Dank because he's just, he's looking badass. Okay. <laughs> um, Dank is kind of on a stairwell. This one is prone, which he won't be able to attack you. So you should be able to move and- Yeah, get... I step on his ass like fucking welcome Matt. All right. Uh, so technically because of the size of uh, Ishka Bibble and now the much larger size of Dank, you're actually able to kind of get in between his legs. So, you're down there underneath. Excuse me. All right. With that, it is now the pirate's turn. So, the pirate uh, that was attacked by uh, Spitfire that has done spectacularly at missing, he turns around, realizing that a large blade came crashing down to his left, and he is now meeting Spitfire face to face. Are you be thinking you're going to gut me? I'll show you a good gutting. Um, and with that, he lifts high his saber and has that crash down. And parries it. As he's parried, oh, you, you think you're good? I'll show you good. Uh, as he kind of spits uh, directly onto your uh, cloak that you had built into your armor. That'd be uh, mighty rude there, fella. The one that's prone is going to try and stand up. He is going to provoke an op attack of opportunity from both Dank and from Ishkabibble. All right. Bites back down at him with his reaction. Uh, Ishkabibble hit as well as Dank. Both of you are able to hit him as he's trying to get up. Stab his ass in the back. He's already dead at this point. It's overkill. Uh, Ishkabibble, you see, kind of pulls forward a dagger. How is Ishkabibble uh, stabbing him with the dagger? Uh, right in the spine, both hands, full force. Uh! Um, as that finds purchase, Dank then bites down with uh, his teeth. And uh, what is Dank doing? Because Dank uh, and Ishkabibble technically killed him. Dank is biting down at the pirate's throat ripping it out to show and try and intimidate any of the other pirates that might be nearby him. Um, you do exceptionally. And uh, as you throw him and rip him asunder, uh, at that point, these two pirates in the back do take notice and they are going to make a quick roll. Uh, the one isn't too terribly shaken. And the other one's feeling okay as well. Yeah, you be you be killing Paul. How dare you kill Paul? Oh. We be coming for you next. Ishkabibble shakes his fist. You're next. Uh, with that, they are both going to take aim now from uh, the two that are directly in front of them, and they are now focusing on Dank and Ishkabibble. Um, the first one firing is going to fire at Ishkabibble. He rolled a 19, so that will hit. Uh, the damage that will do is four to Ishkabibble. So Ishkabibble has now taken a total of five damage, plus the one that mm -hmm. he got from falling out. And the next one that will roll, trying to hit Dank. Dank, uh, he rolled a 10. What's your new form have? Eight, uh, 14. Okay, so the next crossbow bolt will careen past you and land into the stairwell at your feet. With this, you do hear uh, the battling up at the top of the stairwell seems to kind of intensify. Um, 
as you see Damascus, oh, you're going to be crushed. And you see a large flash of light come out from the side that Damascus is on, and you see a pirate go overboard. Ooh. With that, you do see the ogre kind of pushes past him and jumps down to the lower level. A few other pirates are now kind of tangling in with Archibald and Damascus at this time, but the ogre lands and with his very large scimitar in hand. So you chose to keep rolling with them, huh? Well, now we're going to take everything this ship was meant for and your hides. Uh, with that, the pirate's turn is over, and it is now Spitfire's turn. Now, spitting on a man's cloak is not something you want to uh, do in a battle. It's time for you to die now, son. He's, uh, <laughs> he's going to go for a fat side arc swing to try to uh, lop his head off. Okay. Why is this rolling like trash? Right. Um, so that swing, uh, when you do it, he just kind of ducks below you. Oh, you be good, but I be better. Ouch. What's Spitfire doing? Anything else? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go back to the top. Uh, Dank, it is your turn. Dank glares at the pirate that just shot at him, and he snarls. And with his direwolf form, he has a movement of 50 feet. So he goes charging directly at the pirate that just shot at him. Okay. Here. And he snarls out and bites down at this pirate. Now that Dank is larger than him. So that will hit. All right. So he does 10 piercing damage, biting down at the pirate. Oof. Uh, it, that bite strikes true. He does try to roll to stay on his feet. And he just narrowly is able to stay up. Dank stands over him, growling. Uh, you'll be a big pup. Ooh. Who? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rigoro, it is your turn. It looks like you need some help over this, Pitfire. Would you like my assistance? You do what you want there, magic boy. Well then. Uh, Ojigoro moves behind to get uh, a flank on him. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, with advantage. Let's go. Eldritch Blast. Okay, it will hit. Uh... Oh. Nice. Uh, with that hit, uh, you just collide your blast into the back of his spine and he just yelps, Yarr! I don't know why. I just see Rigoro like dancing around like Michael Jackson and like shooting other blasts out of his face. <laughs> uh, he is still up though. Uh, as a bonus action, Rigoro is going to move the tentacle to the pirate on the left, on the far left near the, 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 the ogre. This one here? Uh, this pirate right here. Yep, yep, it's there. Uh, and he's going to attack with the Grasp of the Deep. That will hit. Uh, choose Lightning Damage. Okay, so that is actually... You rolled a nat 20. No, no you didn't. Never mind. Yes. So you dealt it 3 damage? Yep. Alright. 
uh, it hits. And those hits are kind of pinging at it at this point. It's having trouble holding its crossbow. And is that everything for Rigoro? Yep, everything for him. And his uh, movement is reduced by 10. All right, Ishkabibble. Okay, yeah. So the one in front of Rigoro, I'm going to cast, actually, no. I'm going to go for the one, since I can reach him from here, that big dude, all the way in the fucking back. And I'm going to cast Chromatic Orb. He puts his palm up in an orb of white, light blue uh, energy kind of forms. And I'm going to try to lure it and throw it at the target. Okay. So... With that, you will be making a ranged spell attack against him. And your bonus to that is a plus seven. You rolled a nat 20. Yeah, so... Okay. Um, so that means that we will, at that point... It takes 3d8. 3d8, but that is doubled, correct? Um, it doesn't really say. On a critical hit... I would assume. Do we double the damage, Ryan? Yes. Okay. All right. So it's going to be three, four, six. So let's do this. 3d8, right? Mm -hmm. Poison damage. So we got five total damage that came from that. Multiplied by two, you dealt it 10 poison damage. And when that orb collides into it, it just, it's, Ogre skin just kind of erupts and bubbles. What be this? Ishkabibble is smiling from ear to ear, his gold teeth shimmering. All right. Is anything else for Ishkabibble at this time? Um, and I'll move up about 15 feet toward, yeah. And that'll be the end of my turn. All right. Now that Ishkabibble has gone, we're now on to the pirates. And at this point, the one that's in between uh, Spitfire and Rigoro uh, realizes he is in very deep trouble. Uh, he does try to break free. Um, he's trying to move over to the right-hand side uh, to give you an idea. Here it, on the right-hand side is where the ship is. So we'll go ahead and say it is right here. So he's trying to dive off of this top onto the deck of the ship that has collided into it. Um, with him breaking out of it, he does provoke an attack of opportunity from the both of you. You damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't roll an eight, man. Is a 13 hit? It does. Oh, sweet <laughs> baby Christmas. <laughs> I can use Eldritch Blast for that, right? Or is it just a weapon? It would have to be a melee weapon. Uh, dagger. Let's do it. You want a second? Yeah, Rigoro, you three. just narrowly miss. Here's my damage. Nine eight. plus a D4 thunder. Oh, ten. <laughs> um, so he tries to run past you, and you swing towards his back as he's about to dive off. How do you kill him? Um, you, you hear uh, Spitfire's voice kind of change for a, a quick second. He says, now you die. <laughs> and he just slashes at him. Lightning strikes him dead. He's just smoking. As he uh, hits the ground face first. All right. He's a smoking husk. That is a dead pirate. 
the next pirate is the one that uh, Mimios, uh, Mimo has uh, gotten a hold of. So Dank, uh, he is uh, directly in front of you. Um, he does have the feet to be able to handle with point blank based attacks with his crossbow. So okay. he does attempt to shoot you without any type of provoking of opportunity. Um, and he is going to make that roll for you now. And he's going to miss. Uh, his crossbow bolt goes wide and he just goes, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Uh, the other one with the crossbow out uh, is going to take aim at uh, Ishkabibble. Having seen Ishkabibble really lay directly into the ogre uh, that, uh, with the chromatic orb. Yeah, I'd be seeing you, little one. And he gets a 10. He does miss. So it just kind of goes wide and sticks in the wall next to you. He sticks his tongue out. Now, the ogre does take a five-foot step. And now that he's taken his five-foot step, he looks right into the eyes of Dank. So, as the ogre steps five feet forward, he looks at Dank. You be a big wolf. I'll wear your hide. Um, With that, he brings his scimitar straight forward, and he makes two sweeping arcs at you. All right, 14 AC. Okay, and the second roll. Mm. All right, second one hits. All right, so uh, with the second one colliding into you, um, it does deal quite a bit of damage. Uh, It is a much larger scimitar uh, due to the size of the ogre. All right. It uh, looks like he hits you for 19. Oh! Mm. Oh! <laughs> oh! All right. Dank oh. looks at the ogre and just growls fiercely. All right. Uh, with that, the pirate's turn has completed, and it is now Spitfire's turn. Spitfire, what are you doing? Let's see. How far am I? Okay, I can make it. Uh, Spitfire is going to rush forward to the guy with the crossbow and okay. he's going in for a, he's going to try to stab him in the stomach. I'm just going to put the tentacle to the side here. Okay. Oh. Gotcha. That will hit. Awesome. Um, let's do that damage. Uh, six plus the D four thunder. Again, another one. All right. So you dealt it seven points of damage. Now uh, I am going to use a bonus action. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to invic- uh, inflict the curse. I'm going to be using Curse of the Binding on uh, this guy here. The uh, Was he a bugbear? Ogre. Ogre? Uh, he's technically an ogre. Uh, he looked like a shaved bugbear when you saw him last. Yeah, he must succeed a uh, DC 11 strength check. Okay. Uh, he is a pretty burly fellow, but he'll get, uh, we'll give it our best, right? Yes. He got a 14. Well, yeah, all right. <laughs> you are you be trying to hold me down? I don't think so. <laughs> and that's it for Spitfire. All right, let's turn it back to Dank. Dank. All right. Dank is going to look at the ogre, then back at the pirate with the cross with that shot him, and he's going to try and finish off the pirate in front of him first. And I don't think the pirate actually made a DC check to see if he was prone. Last he did. He back. saved. Okay, gotcha. Well, I'm going to try and bite him again. And let's see. 
21. That will hit. Yar! Eight piercing damage, and he'll have to make another save if he's still up. All right, he's going to attempt that saving throw now, and he fails. He is prone. Perfect. And with that, Dank is going to see here. See if he might be able to do something else. Nope, he's going to stay on his ground. He's just going to stay right there. And now end my turn. All right, so with that, it's going to be Rigoro's turn then. Rigoro moves up to the rest of the party. Or find my mouse. Uh, let's see. Uh, all right, here should be good. Uh, and we'll cast Mind Sliver on the ogre. All right. Uh, he did roll a 16. Uh, as a bonus action, Rigor will move the tentacle to right in front of the ogre and go for an attack. And that will hit. It's cool damage. Oh, that hits and it hurts. Yar, wha- you be from the deep. We do not speak of that to you. But you seem to be a smarter ogre than I expected. I've been in sea for a long time. I be seeing these tentacles before. You hear in the back of your head, I want what he has. I want his hearing. Rigoro takes note of that. (laughs) All right, is that Rigoro? Yep, that turns on. Ishka Bibble. Okay. I'm not close enough for that. Um... So, I'm going to move forward. About there is fine. And I will cast Ice Knife. And I'm going to aim at the big uh, ogre. Okay. So when I hit, target takes 1d10 piercing damage, hit or miss, the shard then explodes target and creature. Each creature within five feet of it must succeed on a deck saving throw and take 2d6 cold damage. Nice. Crossbowman. Yep, no one else is within range. So, uh, On the hit, you do hit. So, uh, nice. Your damage is 1d10. Piercing. Mm-hmm. You rolled nat 10. Nice. And then it erupts into 2d6 cold to the other two, but they have to make a dexterity th- saving throw, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, one will make it. The other one will fail. Uh, so they take 2d6. Do they take half on a miss? Um, hit or miss, the shard explodes. Okay. Um, so I think the only one that takes damage is the one that missed. Okay. 2d6. There you go. He takes seven. How do you kill the ogre and the man? Um, so one just drops dead. Uh, it shoots him right in the throat. Um, and one I shoot in the stomach. You, you be dying on these seas. What? Wax. <laughs> The last pirate, upon seeing that one go down, looks around, realizes the trouble that he's in, and he is going to bolt unless Ishkabibble can do something else. I already used my bonus action to move. I'm going to skip my turn. I'm done. Okay. Someone get his ass. 
So Where you going, boy? At that point, it is the pirate's turn. He does try to duck and run. Uh, you can get an attack of opportunity. Uh, oh, yeah. So go ahead, Spitfire. Give me one. Second. There we go. Mm. That will hit. Oh. Why keep killing people in the back? <laughs> uh, let's see. What do you plus do? I believe that's it. Yep. Oh, you be cutting me down. <laughs> Four plus my thunder damage. Another one. They're going <laughs> dirty. Five damage. He is not dead, and he does try to dive onto the pirate's uh, vessel, which at this point, uh, what you can see is the pirate vessel is smoking and on fire and beginning to take on water. Um, all of you make perception rolls for me now, please. You get it. Uh, not really. oh, top one. Ten. The only Ten. one that did not see it was Ishkabibble, and that's because Ishkabibble's probably still reveling in the fact that he just ended the ogre and the other one in one fell swoop. His ass too short to see over the side. You see up at the top of the bow, um, at this point, Damascus has pulled this very large longbow that has these it's stark white with long slivers of spines that come off of it. And as he pulls, it's almost like one of the spines leaps onto the bow's string. And as he fires it loose, you see multiple spines leech forward and hit the ship. And as they do, they cause these bursts of black energy to hit the ship. And that pirate ship begins to take on water. Um, and it, as it begins to go down, the pirate that dove on top of it, he lands into the smoke. No, this ship be taken on what? And then you see Archibald come out of the smoke with his rapier, piercing the throat of the pirate who had dove off. You chose the wrong ship to try and ruin. Let's the pirate slide off of its end. And you see at this point, he moves up to where the wheel of the ship is and they begin to turn loose and the other ship wrenches off in this loud creaking noise as it slowly begins to drift underneath the uh, water of the ship and the waves as it's taken deep. Ishkabib on his tippy toes. What happened? Where did he come from? <laughs> Stealing all the glory. I didn't steal anything, little Ishkabibble. I was ruining their ship from the inside out. Damn, that's greasy. I like it. I like it. Hey, y'all really must have made them, them fellas angry back there on the docks, back on the land. You see Damascus kind of comes down the stairwell, and you see him kind of, he pulls at the middle of his uh, bow, and it folds, and he puts it away. Uh, it be done enough. And Damascus comes down. I thank you for what you have done. You helped to set them aside. I did not expect for us to be waylaid by our own men, striking back out of greed. Those aren't your men. We're your men. Dank is going to slowly form back into his normal goblinoid form from the dire wolf. He looks up at... Damascus. See? This is why I should be captain. I'm captain now. People don't betray me. 
Oh, you keep telling yourself that. We'll just mark that on your tombstone. Grease seems to be a hell of a motivator around these parts. This is why I don't trust people. People in societies. Meh, no good. Well, I hope you're prepared, because we are drifting far from society. Everyone, they came at the wrong time. We have arrived. As you look out over the bow of the ship, you see just off in the distance clouds that touch the sky, flashing light from lightning crashing as the storm begins to roil. Everyone, make me a perception check. Seven. Three. Spitfire, you've never seen a storm like this before, but Rigoro and Ishkabibble, you take a look in it, and you see something a little bit further out. Rigoro, maybe not you as much, but Ishkabibble, you can see it clearly. There is a large wave rippling forward from the storm, and it will be here soon. And it looks even bigger than it even is because he's so fucking small. Oh my god. At that point, Damascus yells out, Batten down! At that point, Archibald bangs on the bottom, You all need to get up here now! And we will leave at that point. With that being the last moments of this episode's side story, I want to thank Jake for doing an awesome job at DMing and being a guest DM. And I want to say that for future side stories, we may definitely have you back again, Jake. Thanks again for DMing for us on this side story. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. And with that, we'll go ahead and begin. You can find me at HaphazardDM on Twitter. And uh, my name on Twitter is jk spelled j-a-k-a-y life and uh, you can catch me on there i'll be on the taverns and caverns twitter pretty often hey guys it's bry and you can follow me on twitter at i changed my handle blaze nbk nancy bry king the acronym and my handle is the same on instagram this is robert jones and you can find me on youtube my name is truebone t-r-u bone or you can just find my uh, fun little series I make called Final Fight in the Bronx. And I'm Julian, and you can catch me on Twitter at JWPlayer0 and on YouTube as JWCCGs. All right, thanks, everyone. And we want to say thank you again for listening to another episode of Taverns and Caverns. We hope you all enjoyed. Take care. Until next time.